Pushing Back Chaos with Mel and Mike and Raph. Welcome back to another episode of Pushing Back Chaos with me, Paul Mellon McFadden. Merry Christmas, everybody, and season greetings and happy holidays and all other stuff you guys say in North America. Merry Christmas. It's Christmas time. And New Year's follows hot on the heels of Christmas. And, you know, it's a time of happiness, people with family, friends, celebrating good times, looking back on a year, finishing and looking ahead to the year that's coming. And, you know, how I wish I was out there with all of you. And we really appreciate you guys stopping by and spending this time with us. Um, you know, I'm trapped here with these two goons. I've got uh, Mike and Raph. How are you going, Mike? Merry Christmas, mate. Merry Christmas to you from down under, dude. It's uh, really awkward. Melon's wearing a tight white shirt instead of a, a black uh, tank top this time. So you know he's down in Australia showing off his best being part of his countrymen. And uh, you look, you look semi handsome, dude. I'm not gonna lie. You, you look like you give a fuck. <laughs> uh, on the tail end, I thought you were saying something nice. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm down under. I'm in Melbourne, which is sort of like the uh, the Yensburg of uh, Australia. <laughs> um, yeah, been here with my brother, my brothers, and my, my mum and the cousins, and yeah, it's been it's been great. It's the middle of summer, and it's pretty funny because we've had cold weather and rain they've had they've had a crazy year this year in australia with weather uh it's one of the things you know looking back in the year that was they've had like literally floods up and down the east coast of the country just almost non-stop but uh yeah we've had warm warm days we've been in the pool and we've had you know family meals together and heaps of uh heaps of just good times and laughter with family and and friends it's been great how about you there tio how you doing man merry christmas yeah merry christmas to you uh, to you too and Cheza and the clan um, dude it's been good uh, we've just been celebrating the holidays like everybody else um, on on the days that it worked out because uh, actually I worked meaning I was flying on actual Christmas day I was in Honolulu um, so anyways it, so it was it, I kind of worked out actually that uh, we ended up celebrating Friday whatever whatever day that was just everyone's schedule just kind of seemed to work out. So we all came to, or everybody came to our house and we had the, the big festivities and it was a big powwow and it was, it was just good, man. It was a good way to uh, hang out with, be with the family, eat lots of food more than you should. Um, yeah, no complaints, man. And then just trying to, you know, look ahead for uh, next year, trying to plan a small vacation with the fam here. Um, so yeah, nothing too crazy. Gonna go your, we're going to go for your vacation. Well, we were planning on going to Ecuador and uh, Peru, but there's some stuff that's in the works that's going to kind of cut our vacation short. So we need to find something that's not so distant. And so we're thinking of going to Cabo San Lucas in Mexico. Um, good surf, good fish tacos from what I hear. And just just all around good place to go vacation. So um, I'm looking into that. And obviously the airline I fly for has direct flights, so it'd be even easier for us to get down there. Man, so good. The old country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, man. The old country. Get down there and get some good food. Good food and culture into the the little man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he'll love it, dude. He'll be like a pig and shit, especially in the water there. I mean, it's really warm water like Hawaii. Really good surf. So he's just, he's not going to want to come out of the water. That kid loves, he's like a fish. 
Yeah. I, I think uh, it's great talking to, talking about here we are at the end of 2022. We've been doing this for almost three years now. We're back talking about the damn weather. But since we're talking about it, how crazy is this? So right now uh, it's 2230 here on the East Coast of the United States. In Melbourne, where Mellon is, it's 71 degrees Fahrenheit. The other day, I was home in Pennsylvania visiting home for Christmas, and we had our third annual bro down, as we call it. A Don is D-A-H-N. It's how you say down in, in Yinzer. And uh, we had our third annual bro down. So all my buddies from high school, I think I talked about it. And we had an indoor pool party, hot tub, grilling, all that great stuff. And uh, outside with the wind chill, it was negative 23 degrees Fahrenheit from this Arctic blast that came down from uh, the North Pole with Santa Claus. And, uh, dude, it was almost 100 degrees difference between where Mellon is and I was. How, how freaking crazy is that for one? We, we took our bro down picture. We went outside in the weather. We jumped out of the hot tub and went outside. I was out there maybe 20 seconds and my feet froze to the floor, to the ground in the concrete. Like it was insane. Uh, <laughs> never felt that before in my life. Um, man, it, I mean, it came down all across the North America and Raph, I'm sure you guys got absolutely hammered up in Spokane, but uh, it was just something I've never been part of before how cold it got, which was just amazing to see and experience. But yes, it was fun and all that, but I also, heard some terrible news just about people up north especially in new york and buffalo and up in the northern states that people lost power and actually like froze to death and i don't mean to bring it down but it's just something around the holidays it was just like so terrible to think about like there were people stuck in their car and got snowed in to their car they ran out of gas and literally couldn't even get warmth and they froze to death wow. it, it was just insane to, to think about that the drastic difference between Cabo San Lucas and warm water, melon in, in Australia, talking about all this stuff. And then on the other side of the world, what people are experiencing, completely different world. Yeah. I was thinking about it on my drive home from uh, Pennsylvania the other day. I was just like, man, how crazy is everything really? Yeah, we were we were looking at the photos. Like I showed the family, you know, the photo of you and your bro down, minus 23F and the snow on the ground. And you guys standing around in your wet board shorts. And it was I had to change it to Fahrenheit on my phone to see what it was in Fahrenheit. It was 89 Fahrenheit on Christmas Day, right? And it's like, it just comes up because we're all, we, we connect with each other from these three different locations. And now I'm south of the equator. So it's not just different time zones, it's a different season. And this, it, it, it is mental, right? I mean, not according to the flat earthers. Clearly, we're just on a flat plate spinning in space <laughs> and it's all made up. There's a dome. I heard there's a dome yeah. that was built at some point in like the 20s. Yeah. Yeah. And Australians are all actors of it. That's not a real place. <laughs> well, <laughs> back to reality. Uh, what was uh, what was Christmas like for you guys? What was the best gift that you guys got over Christmas and why? Uh, well, mine's, I'd say mine's pretty boring. I, I mean, I got some stuff, but I'm not a big stuff guy, so I don't really, like, I got a snowboard, which is pretty cool that my wife gave me a snowboard, and of course I love it, so she's listening, hey, I'm grateful, but I'm just, I, for me, it's never been about stuff, it's literally about just, I love the gathering, I love when we literally 
get together and I get to see people that I don't see as often, maybe see them every couple months and we're having meals and, you know, just uh, like, just kind of um, getting to know more about like, Hey, what have you been up to for the last three months or whatever? And um, yeah, that that's, that's always my gift. And that sounds corny, but it's the truth, man. I could give two shits if I got a lump of coal or a snowboard or a new Ferrari. I don't really care about that stuff. It's funny, Raph, like, I will say my kids this year were so excited just maybe from two months out about the fact that we were coming to Australia, we're coming to Melbourne and we're going to stay with, you know, their uncle Hugh and their auntie Mel. And they were going to be in the same house with their cousins on Christmas morning. And no joke, like I was up, the kids were all jet lagged, we're all awake at 2 a.m. Because we literally, getting here was a bit of a nightmare, 36 hour trip. And uh, we got in and we all slept a little bit. And at 2 a.m. I was on the couch and the kids were on the couch because the body's telling us it's the middle of the day. And I was like, guys, you got to go back to bed because there's a four-year-old here, Charlie. And when he gets up on Christmas morning, it's going to be a rampage. You know, there's no, once those nuclear reactors start, that little one's not going to go to bed. <laughs> so there we were on Christmas morning. We all sort of had another hour of sleep when we got back up and it was no joke, I can't tell you how nice it was to be in the house with my brother and my sister-in-law and all the kids together. And it was just wrapping paper getting torn and thrown on the ground and the little man going around what handing out presents to the wrong people because he can't read. And it it had nothing to do, it had nothing to do at all this year for me with anything material rap. So like I just just being with my family, I just I really loved it, man. It was the best. And the kids the kids had just been focused on it so much and for a long time. It had been a, a, a reality for them. And I'd been like, you know, ball deep with work and all those other distractions. But on the day, it was definitely, you know, the, the breaks went on, time went into slow-mo and it was just really being there with them and eating good food and laughing and telling stories and having a few cold beers and getting in the pool it was the best, man. How about you, Mike? What was, was your uh, best gift or best part of Christmas for you this year? Well, oh, man, there's a lot there. But my best gift that I got, no shit, was an inversion table for my back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, For a Christmas gift, Dr. Tony set up an appointment with his Uncle Frank and sent me to – he's a back specialist. So I went to his office Christmas Eve – or no, the day before Christmas Eve – and he did this whole evaluation on me, put tied me to a machine, was extending my spine and doing all this stuff. And um, I got the news that I have, which is kind of no surprise. I mean, I get the crap beat out of me for 16 years. Um, I have kind of an can issue I, with my can, L4, can... L5, uh, with my disc going on, whatever. And uh, it's something I now have to be like truly mindful of. Uh, and I don't think it's going away. It's something now that I think I have to manage. And I was just joking around about like an aversion table. And then Christmas morning, my girlfriend had this big box down there. I had no idea. And she's like, I got you an aversion table. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the best thing. <laughs> what were you going to say, Raph? Oh, I was going to guess your diagnosis when you said uh, they, that the doctor was going to give it. I was like, oh, they found out that you have the gay gene. But did you, welcome, to, welcome to it. Welcome to the L4, L5 uh, 
back back pain syndrome because that's that's literally like the quintessential pilot fucking diagnosis every retired pilot knows what i'm talking about if you're getting an exit physical from the military and you flew i guarantee you they're gonna say your l4 l5 is completely kaput well i only flew that one time in afghanistan when you let me sit in the co-pilot seat but other than that <laughs> no flying for me it's just uh body armor helmet and carrying around my mates and uh you know sky hard landing skydiving fast roping with 100 pounds yeah. of gear on all that stuff just 16 years of it, man. It kind of beats the shit out of you. You turn 35, you turn your back out, you cough too hard, you know, and you, and you <laughs> cripple yourself. So anyways, um, that was a good gift, but no, honestly, this whole, uh, Christmas time has been very different for me. I got, I went home for a couple of days, spent time. I spent two days with my mom like, just being present. Like, honestly, the best thing that I got with my mom is we went deer spotting. And that's something that we did growing up with me, her, and my dad. We used to just go driving in our PJs, get a spotlight, and we'd drive the back roads all around our house for like two hours, stop at a small gas station and get like a hot chocolate. And we just go out and spot deer and look around, man. And it was so simple and, you know, whatever. And we're sitting there at like 11 o'clock at night. And I looked at my mom and I said, mom, get dressed. And she's like, what are you talking about? I said, get your PJs, get your robe. And she's like, why? What's, what's wrong? I said, nothing. We're going to go deer spotting on our old roads where we used to go. And she's like, oh, oh, okay. So we hopped in and we just drove, man. And it was just all us for a couple hours, just out driving around. We saw 61 deer and we're just nostalgic. You know, we did our last episode on Christmas nostalgia and it was nostalgic for sure, man. Lots of wonderful memories. And my mom was just so happy to be there kind of living through it with me. I, I loved that. I'm so glad that that kind of came up. Uh, saw my aunt and got to see my cousins and everything and then had the bro down, which was great. And um, then, I, then the different part was, you know, last couple of years, three years, I've been by myself and just kind of been the free agent or the tag along. And I just, you know, I bounce around for Christmas to everybody because it's just me. Well, this year I made the conscious decision that I wanted to come back uh, home where I live now. And uh, I wanted to spend Christmas morning and Christmas Eve with my girlfriend and her daughter. And I'm so glad that I did. Uh, we talked about making the moment special. Um, Santa got great Christmas cookies and a big thing of milk, uh, which were, from what I heard, delicious. Uh, he left a nice letter in the morning for her saying how delicious they were and the reindeer food that she sprinkled out, which was oatmeal and pink sprinkles. Uh, that were spread throughout the yard for the reindeer. And then waking up at 6.28 in the morning to sounds of joy and excitement and uh, going down to see a five-year-old running around the living room ecstatic because Santa came. Uh, that's That was a first for me. I never had that before. And it's something that I just really sat down and I just tried to enjoy all of it and I felt part of it and special. And I, I really didn't care if I got any gifts, hundred percent honest, like Raph said, like you're saying is just being, being in that moment and having that I've wanted that for so long. It's all I've wanted. And just, just being there, man, there was, there was no better gift. There's um, there's something, it's pretty funny. The three of us, 
presents like T, you know, with a box and wrapping paper versus presents with a C, like being there, you know, and it can be an interesting when you're focusing on the material, you know, there's that flash of gratification and, and it, you know, who doesn't like nice kit, right, you know, but the joy of, not even the joy, I, I think it's like the satisfaction, the fulfilment of being with people you love in those times and sharing that time, like investing that time, knowing that you've spent your limited time, as Ralph always says, the only thing we can't get more of, you've spent it on something that's going to grow and you haven't, you haven't pissed it away and you haven't, you've, you've been intentional. And it feels like a little bit like maybe the three of us have had like an intentional spending or investing of time over these holiday time, as you say in America and Christmas time, as we say, and the returns you get on that is just awesome. You know, I, it was so nice to be around a little, a little, little, little person again, you know, little, he just turned four the day before Christmas, little Charlie to see him going through, you know, searching for the, the, the carrots that the reindeer had eaten and finding the leftover snow from where Santa had climbed over the back fence and him miming out someone's climbed over here. <laughs> 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 he, he doesn't, he doesn't have it. You know, his vocab's not that good yet. And big white eyes and just uh, being with family and seeing everyone, you know, seeing my kids really getting in as the older cousins with the little people, you know, and maintaining the magic because I love it too. It's a beautiful thing, man. Presence versus presents, you know, and there's something about little kids. I, I said this to the kids after we had a conversation about a certain fat man in a suit when they got to a certain age. And I said, little kids, <clears throat> the joy is actually in the giving, but little kids aren't mature enough to understand and therefore they get to receive. As you get a bit older, you get to then participate in the giving of the magic and the giving of the joy and the remembrance and all that sort of stuff. And that you wouldn't swap it out. You know, once you, once you've seen, you've seen the magic and you've seen the happiness and uh, you know, that sent that deep feeling of fulfillment you have on those days, Sit like sitting around together, or you've, you've just destroyed a big table full of food and you've seen people you haven't seen for a long time. You missed. And just that, that feeling of family or the feeling of uh, connection you have. It's a wonderful thing. And, and, at the same time, it must be said, like we said last week, there's often a, you do have a stray thought for people who are not there and not that's part of it too. And those feelings are fine, you know. But um, I think we we're going to get together to discuss 2022 year in review. There's been a lot of stuff that has gone down this year from the start of the year. Everyone's trucking along. There's always seems to be a disaster because like, that's, the modern news news cycle. It's only going to be bad news. But there's been good stuff too. But biggest news stories and events of this year, you know, like a, we sort of have also scratched our head and had a think. Probably the biggest one that's impacted, I'd say, most people around the world uh, has been the Russian invasion of Ukraine and Vladimir Zelensky's transformation from like a comedian and reality TV winner, like he was dancing with the stars and a comedian, and he's turned into like a statesman standing up against the friggin' bullies, you know, the autocrats, the invaders, and the way that the the West liberal democracies have stood and united behind those people and the fight that the Ukrainians have, like the spirit that they have, the morale, the determination not to let these people remain on their land and uh, 
that's just an amazing story. There was an Australian who, who just died yesterday, a uh, former Australian Army guy was over there and, and he passed away. It's just an, an incredible thing and that's been probably the defining story that, that I've taken out of the year. What other big ones have you guys seen? Uh, well, I would say the other one, the big one, I mean, just talking about a big event, I mean, it's partially a, a direct result of it, but inflation across the world with just people trying to live normal day to day and the cost of food, housing, like, you know, basic products are just through the roof and like trying to deal with that. It's been a year of trying to re-identify what the priorities are for a lot of families and a lot of people just trying to balance paycheck to paycheck, you know, even like not just single parents, but even, you know, gas is gas has been through the roof. Food has been through the roof. Um, rent has gone up drastically. You know, like my, I live in an apartment now, like my rent alone has probably gone up over 250 bucks since last year. Like, but I have to live here. You know what I mean? Like I, I ain't got a big choice, you know? So uh, I know that's been a big one and it's just like watching over Christmas time and trying to travel is just, what are gas prices? What, Hey, I can't even afford to travel home for Christmas this year, you know, or even if we do travel, then we can't afford gifts. And my gift is just being there. You know, there was, there was tons of conversations about that all over, you know, and, and, you know, family, friends on the news, like people were just like, yeah, we're just staying home this year. It's too much. You know, we don't, we don't, we can't afford it. You know, and like you said, you, you keep that in mind about what people don't have. And, you know, it, it was kind of uh, another thing to be grateful for. Right, you that's yeah. Yeah, I think my uh, kind of adding to what you guys were talking about, I think my biggest takeaway for 2022 was, and if I could just give a quick summation, you know, obviously COVID was kind of an accent for the last couple of years where it just kind of dominated the news cycle, dominated what we could and couldn't do. And, you know, thought leaders, there was obviously, it was kind of polarized politically, especially in the United States on how to go forward with COVID and the origins and all that stuff. So not to go down that political rabbit hole, but I think the learning point for me at the end of all this was fuck all that. Like literally, I think I've, I came out of there realizing that no one out there is really smarter than, smarter than you and me. Like I realized that our leaders aren't any better than you and me. So I think we've been putting way too much faith on these institutions and these people to, to kind of lead us through like harm's way and on the other side and come to only to come to realize that they're part of the problem, not really part of the solution. And I'm not saying this to try to cause some sort of revolt or, or revolution. I, I say this so that you can look at yourself introspectively and, and just think to yourself, you need to be, in the words of Jordan Peterson, be a fucking savage. Don't rely on anybody but yourself. Be resilient. You know, like we're, uh, Mike, you just mentioned those people in Buffalo that died. And I initially thought, man, that's really, that was really sad to get that news. And then I immediately thought to myself, that's disappointing that they weren't prepared. It's disappointing that they didn't take the three minutes it takes to put on, get a cold weather kit, put it in your bag, put that bag in your car and just have it ready in case something happens. Um, like, again, don't rely on the institutions to come save you. Like there, <laughs> there's a t-shirt that I saw once and I can't remember who was wearing it, but it said, don't wait for help. It's, it isn't coming. And I think people, I really, really pray to God that people wake up and realize that help isn't coming. 
our leaders have kind of dug us into this financial crisis by printing way more money than, than we should be printing, creating this crazy inflation. So he, here's, here's my takeaways, because you know this is something that can, we could talk about on the entire episode, but this is my takeaways. Be a fucking savage, whatever that savage looks like to you. Better father, better friend, better husband, being stronger, you know, whatever it is, but be a savage, right? Fuck your vices, whatever they are, sugar, pornography, alcohol, drugs, a shitty husband, a shitty father, get rid of those vices. They're not doing you any good. If it's not helping you a better human being, then just stop it. It, it, With the inflation, with the cost of everything, with the, with, you know, with viruses spreading all over the place with war happening like we just don't have the time for that stuff like you should stop and realize that you're you're pissing away you know if your vice is like you know uh social media to just stop that stuff like live in the moment live in the present you know stop like you know uh what do they call that screen sucking you know where you're just staring at the screen the whole time it now is a really important time to start retooling and revamping and reprioritizing what it is that you want for yourself and your family. Look, everybody has excuses, right? Like you can sit there and say, well, I, I've always wanted a vacation for my family. Or I always wanted to make enough money so I can buy like an X, X, type, X type house or whatever. Now is the time to start kind of creating a side hustle, whatever that side hustle is. If your job isn't creating the resources that you need to, to build the life that you want, then, then now's the time to start looking at other things that you might be good at. Maybe you're good at fitness. Maybe you're good at like baking goods. Maybe you're good at sewing. Maybe you're good at you know, fucking, I don't know. You're good at something. Trust me. Everybody has a skill. We're just, we're, I think the problem is that a lot of us are just afraid of what others, like others' opinions. And I just think that's insane. You know, like everybody, everybody has a gift. Everybody literally has the ability to do something that somebody else can't do. In other words, everyone has the ability to, to bring value to somebody else. You just have to really believe in that. And then the, the last thing is, and I'm guilty of this, actually. I've come to the conclusion where I need to just stop and say, fuck politics, fuck the news. Because it, it doesn't really... It gets me spiral, like, like it really gets me like hyped up. But the reality is it doesn't really affect me, like literally, right? Like what my president is doing, even though I don't agree with 99% of what he's doing, it really doesn't affect me. Yes, inflation affects me. But what I'm saying is these policies that are passing, the road Roe versus Wade, the you know uh, crazy immigration that's happening down the southern border. I watch it and I, uh, just like most Americans, I get upset, you know, and not to, I mean, I like that Zelensky's fighting back against the Russians, but it's coming at a massive cost to like the, the American taxpayer, right? And which is right now is a very contentious issue. But I think about that stuff and I'm like, honestly, I'm not a congressman. I'm not a senator. There's nothing I can do about it, which I know is a shitty way to think about it. But the things that I can do is I can be a better husband. I can be a better, you know, person at my job i can just i can just be a stronger version of me right i can go i can fucking crush the day stack my wins like nick grossy likes to say get my workout in and when the time comes i'll be in a better position financially you know with the side hustles i'm trying to get going all, all those other stuff and and hopefully i'm putting in the work to be a better husband and a better father and it's enough to just kind of inspire hopefully the people in my immediate circle we're gonna we're the change that needs to happen on this earth because our leaders are failing us. And I'm not talking about just American. I mean, I'm talking across the spectrum. You talk about the, I mean, we can go down the rabbit hole with COVID, but just 
the mistakes we made with COVID that we can't even admit that we made them. Like it's just that sort of stuff. Like it's just, so listen, help isn't coming. You're the help. Fucking don't be that person in Buffalo that got stuck waiting for help. It's not coming. You be that help. And guess what? If you're that help and someone does need your help and you just happen to be next to them, dude, you just saved the day. Like fucking that's what we need. That's what we need. I think what you're talking about, Raf, is this whole concept about that's coming, you know, New Year's Day, January 1, New Year, New Me, right? And that's when everybody goes to the gym for one to two weeks. You're standing there waiting by a machine and people are just in there. No good. Maybe 5% of those people are going to keep to it and make the changes physically, for example, in their life. But if you put happiness and success as a date on a calendar, you're never going to find either. It's it's a personal choice. And I love what Raph's talking about is, you know, the change that needs to happen and nobody's going to do it for you, but you. And, you know, when I think of like January 1st, 2023 anymore, I think about, I, I think I talked this last year when I did, it's just another day for me. Like besides changing and fucking up the date on a piece of paper, because I know I'm going to write 2022 like an idiot and have to, re- you know, realize I did it with a pen and be like, damn it, I did it. It takes me about a month to get over that shit. But besides that, like the day doesn't change. It's it's just another day that is in my life. A calendar is a man-made organizational tool. Uh, but every day I wake up, no matter where I'm at, whether I'm in negative 23 degree weather, well, whether I'm in sunny Melbourne, Australia, or wherever, it doesn't matter in the environment. It's the, the choices that I wake up to do and stick to them with discipline and realizing that I can control all of those things that Raf brought up my happiness, my success, my goal, uh, whatever it is, I, it flows through me. And I think just, you know, looking at 2023, I mean, it's don't look at the year, look at a small period, look at a medium period, look, look at the long term. like, Oh, in 2023, I'm going to be better, better physically. All right we've done an episode on this about the importance of precision, right? If you were like, Oh yeah, I'm going to get faster. I'm going to be a better runner in 2023. It literally means shit. Like, how are you going to do it? Break it down. Hey, what are you doing day by day? What actions are you implementing? Who's in your, who's supporting you, you know, and going down the list, like we're talking about future goals. We're talking about changes in the, in the things that are happening around the world, as far as Ukraine, COVID inflation, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I didn't one time write my congressman and, and tell him, hey, you're fucking everything up. I didn't say it like because it wasn't going to change anything. They're going to get it and be like, oh, yeah, cool. And throw it away. It doesn't match our agenda. All right. Bye. You know, it, it's it's fine. I voted. I did my part. I voted. And sometimes it goes your way. Sometimes it doesn't. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I survived four years of Trump. I survived eight years of Obama. I survived under George W. Bush, Clinton. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. You wake up and you figure out, man, what do I want to do with my life and enjoy the time that I have on this earth? And who do I want to do it with? And it breaks it down and you find happiness and joy a lot faster that way. Go ahead, Melon. It's th- These are excellent points. Like Raf, you know, we should put a billboard up or we should all get T-shirts. Help isn't coming. Right. That, you are it. And... um. Mike, they're talking about getting precise and get the details down because the the magic occurs when the details are like that idea of, you know, let's get fitter or, or like a too generic, I, I want to earn more or whatever it is. Like 
map it out, get the detail, put numbers down, and you know by this date you've achieved or you have not. I know that leading into coming here, like I've been talking to you guys and we talked on the on previous podcast episodes about like fitness goals and coming back rehabbing my knee and been training and I started to find the love of training and everything. So, you know, two, two days ago, my brother's like, hey, let's go to the gym. And it's like he and I have trained together since, you know, we were like 13 and, you know, we had a, we had a home gym freaking years ago at Nana Chris's at, like in our family home when we were boys. And this is shit that's gone on for us forever. And as like, as I'm driving to the gym, I'm like, thank God I have been going to the gym recently because it's it's straight in. There's a squat rack, there's a bench, and it's just let's go. And we know it's 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 always a competition, and it's like these sharp these things sharpen the mind, right? So like the work I've been doing, I had in the back of my mind a bit of a thought. I bet when I go to Melbourne, there's going to be a time I'm in the gym with my brother. And so give yourself a goal that you're, you're going for in these areas, whatever the area it is that's important to you, like you were saying there, be a savage, find something. What is it? Is it a financial goal? Is it a, a personal goal? Is it a relationship thing between you and your spouse, you and your kids, you and a, a friend, a coworker, a family member, brother or sister? Get some detail. And from the detail, a plan will become apparent on what you need to do to achieve whatever it is. By, by that date so you can then crush your younger brother in the squat rack <laughs> I mean he might mention that he might have lifted more than me in another lift another less important lift but I'll beat him in the squats well since we're talking about training plan like a personal training plan basically not just physically but kind of everything and we're always very honest with ourselves we don't have the answers for everything but what's worked has worked out really well for the three of us, especially when we hold each other accountable and what we're talking about versus the truth versus bullshit. And there's a, uh, a quote from one Corinthians uh, that I really like, and it's basically what we're talking about. And maybe you can call it a mantra. Maybe I know we've episode two, not your average operator that we did was on mantras and kind of what you carry into the next year or the next period of your life. doesn't have to be a date, but just think of a phase of your life. Maybe you just became a father. Maybe you just became a mother, uh, a best friend or whatever. You got a new job, your new role responsibility. And the quote is, uh, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. Right? It's very uh, insightful to yourself of being like, what the hell am I doing? What am I preaching versus what am I doing in all aspects, not just physically, but emotionally, mentally, uh, all of those things. Right. So when we sit here and we talk about these topics and are very, very truthful and honest, I guarantee you as you know, we go back and listen to this episode before we put it out and we listen to ourselves and it's like, is that bullshit? Am I, am, Hey, Mel and Raph, am I bullshitting myself is, you know, whatever. And be honest. Um, that's, that's holding ourselves accountable and holding ourselves to a discipline in which we're putting our approach forward to try to be the best versions of ourselves, try to be best version of this team uh, for the show, because the people that do follow us and listen to us and the feedback that we get all the time, you know, we're not here to kiss your ass. We're not here to make you feel better 
by tapping your bottom and telling you everything's going to be okay. There's other places to go do that and there's time for everything, but it's kind of the tough love, but it's the truthful side of it as well. And when we sit back, when I sit back and I think about 2022, yeah, those bad things happen, but I also think about the stories that our listeners wrote to us and the the triumph in all aspects that they were able to share from people with mental health and talking uh, about suicide to the the births of children and the triumphs of children and the next generation, how hopeful and promising things are with some of the stories that we've got of like, man, everything's going to be okay. You know, I, I remember, geez, one of the biggest things as I sat is, you know, in my current role and I'm listening to the next generation of uh, special operations guys getting ready. And I know it's my role to pass off the torch. And I listen to them speak. I listen to their passion. I listen how motivated they are to keep going and doing. And it gives me hope. It gives me like pride. To, one, I'm part of this. Two, I'm influencing this and they're becoming a product and part of my legacy that I'm proud to have. And then also too, whatever I know comes down the pipe, like Raph saying, they're not sitting there going, oh man, we're going to need help or whatever. They're saying, hey, this is the mission that we know is on the horizon. And this is a great possibility. Shut the hell up and train for it and be the best and most lethal force that we can be uh, as operators. But then also I always challenge them on the other side as men because, hey, you might do this, but when you go home, you might be the man that your wife needs you to be or that your kids need you to be. And I expect balance and honesty among this whole this whole team room. And there's just so much that I look at in a positive light that that's a new fire in myself. That's a new drive. And it's not mine. I just share it and I want to share it with others. You know, I share it with Melon and Raph. And I challenge you to think about, like Raph said, a passion, something that will drive you to be a better version of yourself in one of those capacities and get out and do it. You can do it now. You could do it today, tonight, whatever time it is, whatever temperature it is. It doesn't matter. Don't wait till January 1 of this new year, new, new me bullshit. Make a conscious decision. And every day you can wake up and choose to be happy. You can wake up to feel like you're enough. Like you can wake up and feel that other people love you and care for you because they do. Everybody has at least one person. I don't care what you say. Everybody has at least one person. And it's a great feeling when you can break down the bullshit, turn off CNN, turn off the news, turn off whatever. I haven't had cable in seven years because I could give a shit less. If I want to watch Yellowstone, I buy it and I watch Yellowstone. Right. <laughs> great show. But um, but yeah. Just something to think about. I kind of went off on a little tangent there, but I'm very passionate about the future, what's to come, and the people around me that are part of it. Is you said something there, uh, Mike, like pass on the passion. You know, like those two words are sort of almost the same letters there, right? Like pass on the passion. And it costs nothing to pass on. It's not like you're giving something away and it's gone. You know what I mean? Like you've got you've got a torch and you're passing the flame, but you keep your flame. You know what I mean? It's one of the few things in life where giving someone something costs nothing. <laughs> and I think it can be really, because we can be so transactional in this modern world, like, you know, I've, I've got my thing and if I give it away or, you know, like what's in it for me sort of thing, I positivity and good energy and um, 
passing on the things that inspire you inspire others. Like, of course, these things will inspire other people too. I've, I've had moments of this with uh, training a new staff. I've, I've had moments with uh, my son. Like, while we've been here, we had a, a school tour of the college that my brother and I both went to and uh, where his son goes. And it was a pretty amazing opportunity. I mean, there's a... I've had my, my son registered to go to this... Mike has been registered to go to this school since he was born. But they've got like 7,000 boys waiting on the waiting list to get into this school. It's number one academically in the state. It's got an amazing sporting program and a great religious education focus from the old Christian brothers. And just it, it's just a, a great institution. They know how to raise young men. You know, we went and had an interview with the, the registrar and we got Michael in a polo shirt and some chinos and, you know, and he did really well with answering some difficult questions and talking about stuff and just thinking about the future and, and moving forward. And at the same time, he, he right now is away on a sailing scout camp, uh, which is something that I also did as as a boy. And these are these these moments of passion, like inspiration and finding mentors and good people to put into your life. Like it's an it's an activity, it's an action um, living. You know, it's not sitting back on the couch waiting for it. But these things don't have to cost. You know, participating in a scout sailing camp, it's not a lot of money. You know, like. They're out there with their kit and they got their their tents and camping around a, a campfire and so on. I was lucky enough that my brother took um, the boys, the two cousins, up to the sailing camp, brought my son back for this couple of hour interview at the school, and then I had a really good friend who was going up to the same lake to go sailing himself. Took took Michael back up there, and so for like no cost, I I got these sailing experience, got the school experience, but I also got. Michael, two and a half hours in a car with my brother for on his own. And then two and a half hours in a car with this friend of mine, Nathan, on his own. And just two good, uh, excellent male mentors um, around the most important teenage boy in my life. And so it does, it, it's not about money. And finding the thing that you're passionate about and the thing that inspires you and sharing that with people and putting good people in your life and being actively like select the people you, that you are spending your time with, you're investing your time and that you're investing your family's time with. These are activities that don't have to cost, cost money and you can get a huge return and you can share a lot. You know, like I know my brother got to really enjoy that time uh, with his, with his nephew, you know, He's, he hasn't had a lot of time with him and uh, it can be a net benefit for everyone with, to my mind, no cost. But um, yeah, pass the torch on, find your inspiration, find your passion and, and, and hand that out. Hand it out like it's freaking candy. So yeah. yeah, speaking of candy, uh, I believe the McFadden children were supposed to get some coal candy for Christmas, something like this, <laughs> you, you evil Man. bastard. Yeah, yeah, it was a little bit of, uh, it predated us talking about you and your coal experience as a child. I ordered some candy and to Saudi coal candy little bags of coal that are like lollies that the kids would be able to ir irresistible to eat it's been an ongoing joke in our family that coal goes to the evil children as you guys heard last week mike was one of those evil children when he was a boy <laughs> but our, our luggage freaking got lost so we arrived here after a bit of a 36 hour epic with cancelled plane missed flights with thunderstorms and all that whole long haul disaster 
and the bags the bags didn't arrive until after Christmas. So now we've got these bags of coal candy, and we're like, oh, what do we wait twelve months, or do we hand it out now? We're sort of thinking about giving the the, the McFadden family kids uh, like New Year's Eve coal because we saw what you did over Christmas. <laughs> yeah, just, a, just like I said, uh, just a healthy reminder that oh, by the way, you are an evil child. A week later, just want to let you know this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, um, I think too, uh, you know, just looking at the year and, and I know we're kind of talking to like a little bit of motivation, which is good because you should be hopeful for the future, because if you survive today, you should be excited for tomorrow because it's another opportunity to do what you want, to be a better person, to go do a dream that you always want to do, check off something on your bucket list, you know, whatever, uh, I love this because I learned this from another one of my great friends, uh, Kenny G. Shout out to Kenny G and his wife and his his little son. Uh, marvelous family and had a great Christmas. But, uh, you know, when I had a really, really hard time with a lot of things, he, he sat me down and he said, you know, he goes, hey, tell me about your worst day. And I sat there and thought and I was like, well, which one do you want to know about, Kenny? And he just looked at me and kind of smiled and he's like, you see what I'm saying? And he's like, you're sitting here alive telling me about multiple or wanting to tell me about multiple worst days of your entire life. And you made it. He's like, stop and give yourself some damn credit, dude. Be proud of yourself. And I, seriously, Kenny's like five foot six. I call him the horny chipmunk. You know, he just, <laughs> I mean, he's not the fireman you expect to show up at your door and carry over his shoulder, but the dude will find a way and he will. I mean, he's a phenomenal human being. <laughs> I love him. I freaking love him. But he had such a beautiful way to look at it. And he learned that because, you know, of being wounded in Iraq and going through what he did. He went through extreme hardship and he learned that lesson. And I guarantee you, he didn't learn it from himself. He was probably in a world of shit. And he learned it from someone else that was going through it with him. And that's why, again, he passed it on, just like Mellon talked about. And I, I encourage us all to kind of look at it and ask yourself for 2022, what did you survive? You know, what was something that you did that you didn't think you would achieve or even come close to? Um, did you become a better version of yourself because of it? You know, those three questions for me have been huge sitting here thinking the last couple of days about what to talk about on this episode. And, uh, you know, this, this is a hard one to admit uh, for myself, but I know it's it's a beautiful thing. That's the right thing is, you know, I, I know I talked a lot about on this podcast about what happened to me and kind of my relationship that just threw me down the fucking well and gutted me. And I struggled for so damn long. Now I sit there and review and I'm like, man, if that would never have happened to me, I wouldn't be who I am now. And that is so hard to admit because you don't want to give the situation or the person credit in any sort for gutting you or hurting you so bad. But I give myself the credit and I look at it and go, wow, I made it through that. And look at who I am now because of it. Maybe it sparked a fire. I know it sparked a fire in me. And uh, I remember when it happened, this is almost three years ago. I was talking to this person on the phone and I said verbatim, I said, go ahead, do this to me 
rip my heart out. You're going to, this is going to kill me, damn near kill me. But I promise you, I'm going to come back at a 10 times better version because I'm not a quitter, right? And now I think about that and how silly it kind of sounded saying that shit on the phone. I was like, who was I trying to be or what was I trying to be in the moment? What a dumbass. Like, who gives a shit? But now holding myself to that is just like, man, I really have. I, I made it through the last couple of years. I made it through the last year. And I wouldn't be the man that I love right now. Like, yes, I love the version of myself. I put so much work in. I love my circle. I love my friends, my family, what I stand for, the actions that I do. Like, I don't give a shit too much about the words anymore. My actions will back me up 10 out of 10. And I love that I can just be that man that I've always envisioned. And honestly, I never even knew that I could achieve. But if it wouldn't have been for the hardships, for the pain, for everything that I've talked about for the last couple of years on this podcast, it wouldn't have made me into who I am. And for that, I give myself credit and I'm grateful that I never quit on myself. And that's very hard to say. It was hard to say a couple of months ago, to be honest with you, but now it feels wonderful. So I just wanted to share that. Go ahead, Raf. It kind of uh, reminds me of something that I heard Mike Tyson say once uh, and on his podcast called Hot Boxing. And he was just, and the way he said it, I was like, holy shit, it's probably one of the most brilliant things I've ever, I've ever heard. And it's funny because he was high as a kite when he said it, but still true. <laughs> n- n- nonetheless, um, he said, you, a real champion, he's like, you could never be a champion without understanding loss. It's impossible. Right. Everyone thinks of a champion as like someone who's winning, like you've got this winning streak, you, you, you've undefeated, you're blah, 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 blah. He's like, yeah, but the reality is underneath all that, that person, that individual, at some point in his life or her life, they understood loss, right? They lost maybe in the beginning, maybe they lost parents, maybe they lost friends to drug abuse, whatever. The point is, you can't ever be a champion in anything in life until you understand and you come head to head with loss. You have to negotiate loss because if you let loss take you down, you'll never be a champion. You'll never, you have to go through that shit. And I was like, God, he's right. He's a thousand percent. Right. Just like the story you just gave Mike, like you had to go through like absolute hell to look, to, to get in a position in a healthy relationship that you're in now to look back and be like, ah, I, for whatever craziest reason, it was orchestrated like that for you. And to kind of caveat that with what I was talking about earlier, every thought leader from Jordan Peterson to Napoleon Hill to Simon Sinek, um, Tony Robbins, they all talk about it. It's always everything in this world that's going to give you real elation, real happiness. It's usually something that something that has purpose, right? It's always we talked about it, I think, a couple episodes ago where it's purpose over pleasure. You know, it's it's easy to sit there. And get this immediate dopamine hit when you have that fucking cookie and you're like, oh my God, it tastes so good. But then you feel like immediate shit because you're like, I just ate the cookie and I told myself I wouldn't eat sugar, you know, for the next whatever, 30 days or whatever, till I got my diet under control. But that's why you have to live a life of purpose, because if you're driven by purpose, you're not going to fall prey to the, like these immediate sensations of, of, of pleasure, right? Whether whatever the vices, whatever Whatever thing, because like I said before, man, everyone's going to be tested every day. Just know it's coming. Like you're you're lying to yourself if you sit there and tell yourself that you're not going to be tested today. You are. You're absolutely going to be tested. You're going to be tested by your wife, your children, 
your the people you work with, yourself, your own fucking brain that's going to tell you to go down com- you know comfort street, and that's not the road you need to go down. You need to you need purpose over pleasure, um, and that's the only honestly that's the only way to be successful in life. I'm not saying you're going to start the next Amazon, but I, I will guarantee you will be fucking orders of magnitude way above where you are right now as a human being. It's 100%. But you, so as you go, and this isn't even a theme for 2023. This, is, this should be a theme for everybody's life going forward before we all die, because we're all going to die. That shit is coming. So, you know, be the best. Like it's, I, We say that out loud, but really the best version of you is someone that can really endure pain. And not just endure pain, like you thrive in the pain. Like you literally, I try to think about that when I'm sitting there and trust me, I fucking hate dipping in cold ice baths, but I do it. I do it because somewhere in the middle of all this, I stop and I say, stop shivering like a bitch. Be proud of the fact that you're in this and embrace it. And the fact that 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 little thing, that just that statement in my head, just my chest pops out and suddenly I'm like, yeah, I'm cold but who gives a shit, right? Like I, I'm, I'm doing something that I, that's making me stronger. And it's like, I don't know, man, it's like a switch. I'm not saying I'm Leonidas. I'm not saying I'm built like a spark, Spartan. What I'm saying is it, it, it takes, it completely strips your mind of that, like, you know, that uh, victimization mentality. And it just like, you know, fuck that. I, I'm here. I'm going to, I'm going to last all five minutes and I'm going to enjoy every damn minute because it's, it's helping my body. It's reducing the inflammation in my joints. It's helping my longevity. It's making me a, a, a stronger person mentally. And it, you, you start to take inventory of the things that are, are going to happen by doing this thing that absolutely sucks. Yeah. So purpose yeah. over pleasure. I want to hand it off to Melon real quick, but I just want to make a very stern point. At no point in 2022 were you ever resembling Leonidas, but Leah Cuntus was, <laughs> <laughs> was a lot closer in 2022. So I just want to make that clear, Raph. I love you. And I love your effort and I love your cold baths and knowing that you last five minutes. It's fantastic. I hope, I hope you go six minutes in 2023, my brother, but I love you. And now I'm going to pass it off to Melon. <laughs> the, the, the crux of what you're saying there, Raph, about dealing with discomfort and being able to thrive in pain and that sort of stuff. One of the things that has, has occurred for us in the last week was getting here and there was it was a bit of a, a shit fight, you know, like things went sideways. And I was sort of, str- and then, you know, right now my daughter's got COVID. So <laughs> we're in Australia, <laughs> we're isolating, we had to move out of the, my brother's place and we're over at his mother-in-law's little apartment and Annie's asleep right now in the middle of the day, she's not feeling good at all. And getting here, we had, we had a lot of travel ahead of us when we left, uh, Riyadh and we had thunderstorms at the first destination and no one else on the plane knew it. the sun was just coming up and I could see a light on the wall and it was and I, I could see it turning as the light goes over the roof to the other wall and then I'm like right we're, we're orbiting we're not we're not continuing to our destination here and then we diverted and we freaking missed our connecting flight and it was just like man it, the, the margins are thin already like we're planning to get in on Christmas Eve as early as we could get there and for, for a while, it was that we were going to miss the whole of Christmas Day. We we're going to get in at like 11 p.m. Christmas Day, you know, like on the evening of, miss the whole family thing that we traveled all that way for. And I was struck again by 
when you're having bad things go wrong, you have that immediate feeling of like, yeah, I don't want these cards. Like, can I return these five cards to the dealer, please, and get different ones? Can I can I get the ones where the plane lands and we made the connecting flight or where my daughter doesn't get COVID and so on? And you're like, yeah, yeah, but you don't get to choose them. You have what you have and all you have is your attitude and your reaction to the cards that life gives you. And I had the feeling this time, like I've got a 14-year-old boy and a 15-year-old girl with me and we're going through the airport and so on. And, and, and my wife. And it's like, I was seeing them exhibit the same sorts of attitude towards the setback that I've sort of tried to instill for a long time. Like they were all really, everyone just stayed really chilled and really focused. And I was able to go and make negotiations and change planes and do all sorts of stuff. And like in the end we got here and then, you know, like Annie is really feeling guilty that she's sick. And it's like, well, it's not your fault, Annie. It's got nothing to do with you, despite what Uncle Mike was saying earlier. It's just a virus. It's not a personal choice to get ill. But it's just who are you when things are going badly is the only part that counts. It's it's never who are you in the middle of Christmas lunch when everything's wonderful. It's who are you when you're stuck in the terminal and, you, and, the, and the plane's gone and your bags are missing and all that stuff. And when... The, the COVID test comes up with the two stripes and you're like, fuck, we're positive now. We can't see the grandparents anymore and we're going to have to wait. And it's, if you can have the attitude towards a lot of the rest describing of being willing to put yourself in unpleasant situations and, you know, the ice bath or whatever it is, or you went to the gym trying to get your knee good because you had a faint sniff that you're going to train with your brother when you came to Australia. Like if you can have that attitude to normal life when things go wrong and they inevitably will go wrong, you have a chance to retain being like your best self. And that's the only time that it counts. And it doesn't, like Mike was saying, like we're not going to be Bezos. It, it does, that doesn't matter. That's not the measure. It's not a financial measure of um, like who you are as a person. You want to be like Winston Churchill said, success is going from failure to failure with no loss of enthusiasm. And that's the sort of person you want to be. And that's the sort of person you'd want your children to be. And you wouldn't be like, I wish my children would have X dollars in the bank. You're like, no, no, no. I want them to have an attitude towards life and a ability to draw enjoyment from being a good person in tough times. And I think that that is really something that I've seen over this year. And I hope that I can take it into the next. Like I had a moment in the lift in... One of the terminals we're in, and I was looking at my son carrying a backpack, like quite a big backpack. And I was like, what a pleasure it is to see him growing into being a young man. And he's he's a net help now. You know, I remember running through terminals with both the kids, and Cherry's pushing the trolley with the two prams and the car seats and everything, right? And I was like, here we are, we've invested and we've been the way we've been with the kids and they've grown and they're becoming young people who are capable and they don't moan and they just get on with it. And there he is with a big bag on his back in the lift. And I was like, this is enjoyable in the midst of something that's pretty shitty. And so if you can have Raph's attitude towards life and celebrate the discomfort when things are good, then you got a chance when things are shit to be a good version of yourself. And then that, that itself can be great. Mike. I think you're talking a lot about fear and the the future is in the unknown and the unknown can be scary as shit. 
right? We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what tomorrow is. We don't know what 2023 holds. Nobody does. Maybe, maybe God knows. And the only way to get through it is to face it, is to accept whatever happens, whatever comes, you accept it, that that is now reality. Um, I had a conversation over Christmas, some friends, some family got to talking to me and they said, dude, how do you do it? How do you get the courage, the bravery or whatever to go into a building or a situation knowing that live bullets and stuff are flying by you? And that you're you're actively going, yeah, this is my job. I'm going in to do it. And I just kind of looked at him and I was trying to like process like what what angle are you shooting at here, dude? Like, are you asking if I'm scared shitless? Because, yes, I am. I, that's not a natural act to go into a room and, and have to deal with something like that. But the secret of it is, and it's not really even a secret. It's exactly what we're talking about, is you accept it. You accept reality. Whatever happens around you is just going to happen. And you don't run away from it. You run to it. You run to the fear. The thing that scares you the most, that intimidates you, that worries you. You know, it's like, man, I'm so scared of the unknown. I don't know what next year is going to hold for me. Well, that's fine. I know what you can hold. Hold the damn torch. Be the light of the people and people are going to follow you through no matter what hell comes up to you, no matter what it is, you stand up, you hold the torch, you become the light through the darkness, through the unknown, and you are going to find some amazing people that are willing to stand next to you and say, hey, doesn't matter what comes out of those gates, doesn't matter what comes out of the darkness, I got you, and I know who you are, you know who I am, there's no questioning that anymore, well, let's just go and we'll, and we'll push it back, you know, pushing back chaos, right? Push it back against the fear, push back against the unknown and really think about what's coming and how to prepare for it. 2023. Yeah. It's your year, whatever. No, no, no. It's your life. Do it every damn day and live the rest of your life. Consciously choose, choose the hard, choose not to let the fear run your life and just be the best damn version of yourself. Um, Mike has we just heard the gospel of Mike and that's a good one except reality don't resist it choose the hard and and it's not an it's not a new year's commitment it's a, it's a life it's your day, every day wow well I think that's probably got us to the uh, finale here guys 2022 year in review thoughts about your own year thoughts about life thoughts about the upcoming year, a lot has gone down this year and none of it could be predicted at the start of the year. And it's going to be the same, like Mike's just saying. And like Raph talks about that preparation you do, that's the only way you can prepare for what's coming because you don't know what's coming out of the pipe. Straighten the lips. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna get some bad news this year. It's going to happen. Who can you be in the face of it? That's the question. So, you know, embrace it. But while you're here, Sit back and look around and look at those little smiles or fine moments. There's freaking beauty in every day as well. So upcoming things for the podcast are pushing back chaos. It's coming into 2023. We're looking at, uh, we're going to be launching a range of merch. So look for that. Send in ideas for us, things that you'd like us to have, perhaps mottos on t-shirts or maybe on a coffee mug. Um, we're going to be looking to be releasing video, surely. We're going to have to put a sticker over the ugliest member of the team's head 
because we get complaints from children and women. <laughs> oh, the re- well, the real reason is the ugliest member of the, the team is actually a serving member, so he can't have his head on, on screen. But luckily, you know, you all get to see probably Tio and me. So that's coming. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be sending ideas for episodes and stuff, things you want us to cover off on, questions you've got, uh, challenges you, you're facing or that you have faced. Faced and uh, you know even recommendations on people to come on. We'd love to hear from you guys. So from the team, 2022 massive year. We're pushing now into it's going to be wow. Is this going to be the fourth year we've been doing this stuff? So 2023 is coming. I hope you guys are ready. I hope you've had a great break, and uh, I'll see you next week and I'll see you next year. Good luck. <laughs>